0: Wake up! Wake up! Get up! Yo, (laughs) how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts About the Ville. Di man, hey, look. I read somewhere last night that this guy was saying that you should not say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening on your podcast. And I was thinking to myself, why the hell not? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I understand that everybody's not going to be uh, listening to it at the exact time that you intend or preferably, you know, publish your show for but is that really your problem if you do a show that's based around mornings or if you're recording your show in the morning then what would it uh what what's this the harm in saying good morning or good afternoon or good evening the people who are listening know that they're not listening in the morning so why i mean is it offensive to people to be told good morning in the afternoon? <laughs> I don't know man, I think that's some of that uh, Jetsons versus the Flintstones man The old podcasters versus the new podcasters The newer generation of podcasters They kind of do a little thing diff- Do things a little different um, You know with Anchor and, and being able to Podcast from your phone And all these different Innovations that, that are upon us Nowadays We podcast, us newer podcasts, podcasts a little different And I don't know anywhere where there I didn't know there was a rule book podcasting that specified how you should do your intro to your show and but he also said a lot of things about like deleting the ums and ahs and all the extra stuff i mean yeah i get it a lot of people who podcast come from radio or things like that where there's just this, this heavy emphasis on you know that that uh the audio quality and not having any dead airspace and all so on and so forth But isn't that the beauty of podcasting that it's kind of rule free? You just do whatever you feel, however you feel, you know, and you find your audience, you find you build your audience around what you like to do (laughs) versus trying to just uh, uh, put something out there that audiences will uh, like, if that makes sense. I mean, like not trying to pander to certain people. gain your audience but better yet just doing what you enjoy doing and you know letting the audience that enjoys what you do find you now speaking of mornings though bro yesterday was a rough one i told y'all i had to be up at the tain of dawn to go to work and my day started out pretty rough i knew i had messed up when i heard my girl saying hey you need to come move your car because she goes to work at around 5.30 in the morning. And I planned on getting up at 5 a.m. So when I heard that you need come move your car. I immediately knew I had overslept. So I'm like I know I set my alarm last night. And I did set my alarm for 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Tuesday morning. Not Monday morning. So yeah I got that late start. And I was useless. I'm pretty much useless anyway. If I have to get out of the house. Before <laughs> 7, before like 7, I'm I'm useless the whole rest of the day, man. I was so tired and miserable. I came home. Number one, I only had like three hours of sleep between <laughs> between then and getting up and, you know, got to work and, and, and was just miserable. Got home and conked out on the couch. Watch, uh, I put on T.I. T.I. has a movie on Netflix called uh, Trap or The Trap. It should have been called the trash, cause it was, it was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all, man. In this movie, he plays a a chef who is a chef based in New Orleans who is from Atlanta. Goes back to visit his family for the weekend. You know, a bunch of shenanigans ensues. It's a comedy. Mike Epps is in it. Queen Latifah was in it. I mean, the cast, the cast was up the part. Little Duval. Who else did I see in that? Little Duval tiana taylor the cast was was pretty heavy but it wasn't i mean it wasn't good (laughs) it wasn't good um but my whole my whole goal was to find something to fall asleep to anyway so i wasn't looking for a great movie i was looking for a movie that i could doze off on and i definitely found that so let's keep rolling tiger woods tiger woods won the masters huh I'm not a golf fan and I didn't watch the Masters. That was pretty that was like the first question I was asked when I got to work today. Oh, did you see any of the Masters? I'm like, Nope, why would I why would I watch that? Why would I I've never understood why I understand why people wanna play golf, but I never understood why you would wanna watch someone play golf. It's like boring. You have to go when you if you go there, you gotta be quiet. You know what I mean? It's extra quiet, it's extra calm. boring it's not i mean i don't i don't get it i'll play it but i don't you know definitely not gonna sit around and watch other people play golf that's like a good nap you turn on golf on tv that's a good time to take a nap just like uh baseball in my opinion put on baseball i'm going to sleep period but tiger one after so many people said that he never i mean sportscasters has just downed the man and said how he was done he was over with he would never be the tiger that we knew before and he still came back he won that's a prime example of you know don't let nobody else tell you what you can or you cannot do they counted tiger out tiger didn't win for a while and then boom all of a sudden tiger wins the masters from even not being a fan of golf i know that winning the masters is a big deal so shout out to tiger congratulations on your win and uh why am i talking to tiger like tiger listen you never know you never know tiger might be hey tiger if you listen and follow give me a follow on, on uh, twitter man at d v i l l e underscore di holler at your boy <laughs> i never doubted you <laughs> Damn it, man. oh so just uh oh, let's, let's let's keep going let's keep going what else i want to talk about today um oh i saw this story well a story of a study that was saying about how smartphones was causing so much anxiety and basically this guy who worked at a university um in the mental health department and he was saying about how they saw such a rise and increase of uh people coming in for anxiety after the smartphone took off and his explanation for this was that you know your brain is 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 when you interact with people your brain goes into this mode of processing information and trying to read the person engage you know the tones of voice and all that type of stuff basically your brain is reading a lot of input at that moment and it's saying with the smartphone your brain doesn't differentiate between the person to person interactions that are actually live in person and the interactions that you're getting the back and forth that you're getting through the phone and the people that are communicating the videos and and audio that you're going back and forth with or or looking at and reacting to uh, emotionally from the phone. So basically it's like you're burning out your brain because your brain is having to be, so active for so long processing information it doesn't differentiate differentiate between a real human a human standing in front of you and communicating with you and you doing all these interactions on your smartphone is burning people out and creating extra anxiety and that's the pressure about what people think about them and how people view them or you know do these people like me am i popular enough why didn't anybody like my picture why isn't anybody commenting why aren't I getting any listens on my podcast and it's creating an extra layer of anxiety that's kind of you know pushed up the rates of people seeking help for anxiety and I'm like damn and that's real because nobody who's active on social media cannot can deny the fact that at some point you've been on your in your feelings about something that you ran across on social media like I said whether it was you posted a picture and you thought the picture was fire but then you come back an hour later and nobody's liked the picture or you know you you post something and somebody jumps up under and, and con- uh, comments something that you don't like up under and and, and now you're you're struggling with yourself to whether or not you're going to uh comment back I, I ran into that last week i had someone send me a message and it was like the message was kind of off brand and initially my initial reaction was you know what i'm not even responding to that but then (laughs) as the day went on it kind of egged at me kind of i kind of just just wanted to say something back not anything spiteful anything out the way but it was just i felt like you should say something back but i was like nah, not responding to that uh negativity don't need it in my life but that just shows how how much weight That we put on things uh, that we run into on social media from time to time. And everybody does it. Nobody's exclusive. I mean, that's not the word that I was exempt. No one is exempt for this. Unless you just flat out don't interact on social media. And there are some people who get most of their uh, social, social media. I mean, their social interactions from social media. There are people who don't spend a lot of time out and about and around people. Um, I get a nice little mixture. I get, I get a nice little mixture. I have my times where I just don't really want to be bothered. And, uh, you know, I'll do most of my social interactions on social media. And then I have the times where I just want to get out. And I have my, you know, my people, my friends and places that I'll go. You know, my buddy's house, the gym, you know, things like that that I'll do to, when I actually want to just <laughs> deal with people but yeah man don't we gotta uh get this we gotta get it under control man we gotta get it under control i mean and it makes sense it's natural it's healthy that you react to things but we have to i guess limit ourselves to a healthier amount of interaction on social media and and dealing with these phones, because i'll be one of the first people to admit my phone is in my hand most of the day and um yeah i'm always doing something on it whether it's work related or not um, or podcast related or i'm just browsing i'm always doing something on my phone Uh, i'm gonna say probably 75 75 to 80 percent of the time i have that phone in my hand but that's a new phenomenon too because i remember before like that's how i get it because before the smartphone like back when i just had before before uh smartphones and it was like I had a next tail chirp. and Or when I had my flip phone. I spent very little time with that phone in my hand. Unless I was sending a message or reading messages. The phone would just be in my pocket or laying on the table. Or in a room somewhere. But as soon as I got introduced to that smartphone. The first smartphone that I had was a HTC something or another. But it was dope. And I was like oh man this right here slaps and then after that it wasn't mine though it was someone else's and i I just had it for a day or two and then after that i went and got myself a htc hero i used to love htc phones i had like i had like two or three htc phones you know that was my favorite brand at the time and once i got that smartphone it was over it it was over it because it was always something to do and around that same time was when i was really just getting introduced to stuff like facebook um twitter wasn't big on twitter then then still not really big on twitter now kind of just use it for uh, my podcast but i do interact with people on there pretty heavily but yeah i was just discovering all these different these different things you could do (laughs) with social media man and it was it was blowing my little mind away because like i came from one of those households to where we didn't have a computer in our house yes kids people didn't have computers in their houses in the 90s we had a computer with internet computer with internet probably around mm, I want to say maybe my I was working I think so probably around like my junior senior year was when we actually had a, a computer and internet in the house my sophomore year we did but i was living in virginia with my father but yeah <laughs> it wasn't like i just had heavy access to a computer like that so once we i those smartphones start dropping now i had a computer in my hand all the time and i was always a, a a computer guy even though i didn't have one i took like every computer class in high school um all of them, literally, every computer class they had off in high school, I took. Then I actually took some uh, computer information systems in college, so I've always been into computers. But you know, as far as just having one, I never really just had one at the house until I was an adult. <laughs> but yeah, let's take a little short break, Randy. We'll be right back. okay so let's keep on the topic sort of of social media all right uh during the the shooting of nipsey hustle there was a guy who was um who was with him who had just been released from prison now he was down at uh, nipsey's marathon store because nipsey was going to provide him with some clothing since he had just been released from prison during the shooting he got shot too and like five days after the shooting he was arrested for violating his probation for associating with known gang members, because Nipsey Hussle was part of the um, part of the '60s uh, uh set. I don't want to say that wrong, but y'all know what it is. And there's a lawyer out in L.A. She goes by the name of her Instagram is Nori the Nightmare, and she claims to be. I don't know if she is or she isn't. She says she's a federal crime federal criminal defense attorney in los angeles now what was wild to me is she's like she's saying about how how are the police department of la going to sing nipsey's praises but then arrest someone for being associated with him at the same time as a violation of probation and she's like she's going to help this guy beat this case but it wasn't what she said it was how she said it she's like i'm gonna help this guy on la uh you can believe that and once we get him out we're gonna lace him with some fly gear and like don't 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 do that don't do that like i say a, a lot of times it's not what you say is how you say it and i don't necessarily appreciate when people are just pandering to the uh people of color in such a way i feel like it's disrespectful like you can you can Stand up for this guy and defend this guy, without trying to make it seem as if you're hip, or if you're from the hood, or if you you as if you can relate to the hood. Because I don't think you can. I don't know this lady from Hill of Beans. I don't know many hills of beans. I hate beans actually, but I don't know this lady. But I'm just uh, I I I don't get it. I don't get it. Like how come is it when uh people uh, uh not just non-people of color but people period who are not necessarily into the hip-hop culture or the urban culture or from an urban environment when they deal with things that are dealing with the urban environment or hip-hop culture all of a sudden they have to be hip-hop now you have to be hip now you have to yeah i'm gonna handle that shit on la okay cuz? Cool. <laughs> that's how you feel cuz cool. <laughs> now uh Look, I mean, I get it, you're from L.A., and I know L.A. has a certain culture, but I, you're not part of that culture, I'm not buying it, I'm not going for it, you're not on L.A., you really, do you really walk around saying on L.A., because see, what she's doing is an imitation of how guys like Nipsey, and probably Carrie, and you know, people around that area would talk, but they put it on their hood, you know, on Compton, on Swanson, on Crip, on Pyro. They put it on a set where they from. You know what I'm saying? So now she's out here on LA like you're you're part of that culture. You're not part of that culture. You're not part of that culture. Cut it out. Go help this man. Help this man with his defense. Let's get him out of jail. Because he doesn't I don't feel he deserves to be in be in jail for hanging around somebody who is is being celebrated as a pillar of the community i'm with you on that i'm wholeheartedly with you on that i agree with that and i am i would be happy to lend my support of you supporting this guy but you don't have to do all that extra stuff to 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 do it that's kind of insulting to the people who are from that community who do you know exhibit certain vernacular and certain mannerisms don't imitate don't imitate them like that that's that's real rude fam i mean that's just Thoughts on Deville Di right there Yeah So this was a great segue into The 7 Money and Ownership Lessons By Nipsey Hussle um, For y'all that don't know I have been running through The 7 Money and Ownership Lessons By Nipsey Hussle As a celebration of him Because I didn't know him As a, a rapper, entertainer I knew him from his interviews And the things that he was talking about Doing in the community And doing for the community is how I was introduced to Nipsey Hussle. So that's kind of like my way of just paying homage to the brother and making sure that his legacy lives on, uh, you know, and doesn't get caught up in a lot of the weirdo stuff or that I consider the weirdo stuff that's going on behind it. So today we are on number four, Black Capital. Business models are built around our cultural currency. They develop the platform, implement the structure, and bring us in to raise the value. Now that's exactly what is going on with this situation. Where uh, she, uh, 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 this lawyer is basically trying to capitalize on the urban culture. By trying to seem more relatable to the urban culture. As as, as she goes forward into try to help him. And see you know that's just building that backing. Which okay she needs a backing to do what she's trying to do but you could have got easily got the same support without pandering to the community like that but basically like i said if you you look at things like mcdonald's sprite um you even got weather weather um weathermen (laughs) that are putting things from the urban culture the hip-hop culture into their programming in order to try to draw us in and make it more entertaining now that weatherman that's been dancing around all over instagram he is lit so you know what i mean he he, he took some time to learn those dances because he pulls them off pretty smoothly but like at what point did we start did, did sprite started being associated with hip-hop did mcdonald's start being associated with hip-hop popeyes you know it is the 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 black dollar Holds a lot of weight out here, man. We spend way too much money. We don't keep our money in circulation in our neighborhood as long as we should, and um, people know that, and so they'll capitalize on that by pandering to the urban, em- the urban black and brown community to try to get those dollars, and that's just business. Business is business at the end of the day, and if you know somebody, that's a specific demographic is out here willing and looking to spin off all their hard-earned money then i guess there's nothing wrong with you going after it i mean somebody's gonna go after it right but we as the owners of the culture need to step in and take advantage of that ourselves being that we are the the, the authentic version of the culture that they are selling we need to take advantage of that by one of the things that um nipsey said in the seven uh business entrepreneurships what is it the business and ownership lessons that the last one that i talked about entrepreneurship and, and stop going for endorsements and start going for ownership don't let them use us as a amplifier for their products and for their services without making us giving us ownership in that giving us a piece of that you understand what i'm saying and like if you lo- if you love something invest in it don't just go out and buy nikes invest in nike or uh um start you a, a shoe store and sell nikes collect nikes sell them on ebay you can make money off of your love for shoes and your um connection to the hip-hop culture and shoes and sneaker being sneaker heads and so on and so forth find the value the monetary the actual monetary value and what it is that you love about the culture and monetize it yourselves instead of letting everyone around you use you and your culture for to produce income and not including you in it but you didn't come here for that man y'all came here for some discipline and that's exactly what i'm gonna give you today but the discipline for today is you don't quit when you get tired you quit when you're done And this is a discipline that I brought up that I have said before, but I brought it up today in specific specific, remix, bitch specifically because I had to implement this yesterday. My day was almost over before it started. When I woke up, I wasn't feeling it at all. And I thought to myself, Deville, Deville, you should just call out because you can't be late if you don't go. And you can't have an incomplete task if you weren't there to do it. (laughs) So... (laughs) But my greater conscience kicked in and they said, DeVille, you know, uh, you had this to do. You know, the people are depending on you to get this done, done today. And if you don't get in there and you and do it, nobody's going to do it for you. And no, the walls aren't going to fall down if you don't get in there and get it done. But how are people? How's it going to make you look? How's it going to affect your reputation as a man, knowing that you really had zero excuse for going, not going and getting it done but you just chose to do it not to do it because you didn't feel like it that's where discipline comes in because this morning i had zero motivation to do what i had to do i was not motivated at all i didn't want to do it but the discipline that i have built over um years of trial and error of years of doing things the wrong way until i learned the right way to do things i've actually built up discipline enough discipline to know when you know when it's just go time you're not always going to feel like it but sometimes you got to do it anyway and there are going to be days don't get me wrong there's going to be days where you're just really not feeling it and you're going to take you to some pto some paid time off there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's why it's part of your contract it's part of your deal mental health is real important and sometimes it's okay to just take a day, this uh I'm not a schedule off day to kinda of relax and disconnect and, and re energize yourself and get ready for the work. Because I'm one of those people that I I I'm not gonna say I have a hard time interacting with people, but I have a heavy dislike for interacting with people at times. A lot of times I just wanna be left alone and do my own thing that was one of the things i love about my job was i was able just to go to work and do my thing and nobody bothered me nobody really had much to say to me but then the roles changed and i had to adapt and become more vocal and become more of a coach and more of a teacher and more of a trainer than i care to be so with taking that load on i firmly understand and realize that there's going to be days where i'm just going to have to take a break and sit back and you know turn the phone off not answer any work-related calls and just let myself decompress that's why i do things like go to the gym play video games things that take my mind completely off of work at the same time to get that um to get that to get that work off of me because some people they go to work and then they go home and while they're at home they're still thinking about work so if you're at home thinking about work you never really got off you're still at work mentally you're still at work you have to take time away from work work should stay at work and when you do that when you are able to finally accomplish somewhat of a work life balance to where you you can go home and you cannot think about work and you can do your own thing and you can take some time off and decompress then it makes it easier on those days like i had yesterday to where i absolutely did not want to be there but i was able to get myself up get myself there power through my tasks complete it and complete it to the best of my ability and get up out of there because i was disciplined enough to do that without having a breakdown and saying screw it i can't do it i'm not going <clears throat> take this information and use it however you will but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today either way you made a difference, my friend. Get you some breakfast. Whether it's some Greek yogurt with some uh, granolas in it. You know, maybe get you some turkey bacon, some egg whites. Who am I fooling? I'm going to eat the whole egg. I'm going to throw the whole egg in there. Probably three eggs and some turkey bacon. It's probably what I'm doing today. But either way, get it in you. Your protein and your clean carbs. you going to need it while you're out here getting shit done. Thank you for tuning in to DeVille D.I. Thoughts by DeVille D.I. Oh, man i do this each and every day monday through friday for the most part <laughs> and i will be coming to you with a, another episode of hearts of men wednesday gonna talk about polygamy special regrets from soil with sam and um <clears throat> what else we got going i'm not 100% sure if i'm bringing another episode of growing up to Ville di saturday it's in the plans but we'll see how it goes because like i say sometimes you got to disconnect but it is in the plans to bring you another episode of that growing up deville uh last week's episode did very well man y'all were real receptive to that gladiator school i guess you were entertained now do me one big favor one big big favor have an amazing day deville di thoughts by deville di i'm out of here man peace